What's going on, everybody? How are we? Welcome back to another episode of Remember Country Music. As always, as usual, if you like it or not, my name is Kyle Corbliss, and uh, I'm your host. And um, it's kind of fun to get back and start doing one of these again because it's been a few weeks. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, you have an episode coming out every Friday. You're right. I do. But I record ahead of time because, you know, it's rough out here. You got to make money somehow. But um, so everybody, my name is Kyle Corbliss, as usual. And today we got Derek Austin. Man, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to just talk all things music and some other stuff. So thanks for coming. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. All right, guys. So Derek is a, um, he's from Minnesota. All right. And any of my friends listening know, they know that I have always been and will always be a Minnesota Vikings fan. This is a, a thing. It's, I'm from Jersey. I know I've talked about it on other episodes. My dad grew up in Jersey, not far from where I live. His family's Jets fans. He hated the Jets. The Vikings were always on Monday Night Football. Started watching the Vikings and the rest is history. Skull, you know what I like to say. So Derek is also a Vikings fan, which is sick. Let's go. <laughs> which is, I mean, we suck this year. Let's be honest. This but- is, hey, this is awesome, though. I didn't realize that you're a Vikings fan, so... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do enough research, I guess, going into this, but that's awesome, dude. Yep. I am a Vikings fan. Big win by the, uh, uh, big win against the Packers on Sunday. Um, yeah. We're kind of sucking. That's okay. I think, I think this hey. might be a, a catch fire kind of game last week. Yeah. Uh, well, listening to the announcers afterwards, they're saying like, basically I, it doesn't look great this year and we, this might not be our year, but they have the pieces put back together in the O-line and, like it could be next year could be really good. So yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. I'm excited. Yeah. But I will say, I'll, I will say once we, uh, once we lost digs a little, uh, once we lost stuff on digs, a little piece of me died inside and I was a little upset. Yeah. I mean, yeah. incredible, but um, Vikings gotta love, them. gotta yeah. love them. Got to love them. So you grew up in Minnesota. You have kind yeah. of a, your stories just like, I mean, I, you know, I do, I do my research, so I know a little bit, but you're, you got, you got, all these different pieces of the puzzle to bring in one like big story. So it's kind of cool. So why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and then I'm going to go into some other stuff and yeah, we'll get rolling. Okay. So you want like my backstory of just give them the backstory. All right. Cause it's a great, it's kind of a long backstory, but I'll, I'll try to condense it. Make it a, um, make it a nice spark notes version. We'll do that. Yeah. So uh, basically I grew up in Minnesota. Um, I got three brothers. We had, when I was, a teenager um, when I was like 15 we talked my mom into letting us buy a bunch of goats and start dairy farm uh, so we uh, we had like 350 goats and we had a whole automatic pit parlor system where they'd come in and it was a lot of work um, but it was really fun we we went to the department of agriculture or whatever and we got a big loan for like a hundred grand and just in way over our heads but it was fun until the economy kind of crashed. And um, yeah, so we basically, we had to sell everything. And that was the plan. Like me and my brothers, we were gonna run that. And um, I don't know, we wanted to have a big farm and, and have a bunch of houses next to each other. And, and then that happened, so it kind of changed our plans. And uh, yeah, so we ended up basically that winter, when the winter that we had to sell them, I was working, um, at a casino 
was, I was a dealer working the graveyard shift and one of the worst jobs I've ever had. But uh, I was getting mixing drinks for college kids and everyone was constantly drunk and um, it was fun though. But um, anyway, so that winter, um, we, we uh, ended up selling the goats. And when I was working at the casino, one of my buddies there was like, hey man, I got, I got a buddy that just signed up to be an air traffic controller. And I hear it's really good money. So you ought to, you ought to check that out since you don't really know what you're doing with your life. And uh, during that time, my mom actually moved out to Washington State and she started, she started her own company out there. And so I was like, shit, I guess I might as well move out to Washington State. And I found a, I found a college out there that was, there's not very many air traffic control colleges here in the United States. So I just kind of, I don't know, I was like, well, that seems like a good spot. It's close to my mom. I can, I can get it, you know, get in there, not, not pay too much if I'm a resident there in Washington. So did that. And uh, man, when I graduated, um, basically you get, when you graduate, you have to apply to a bid um, that the government opens up and graduated from there. Um, got into the government's bid and they sent me to Oklahoma City where there's an academy. Basically everybody in the United States goes there. Uh, it's a centralized system. You go through four months of training and then at the end of it, you take a test and see if you pass. So graduated there barely. Uh, I'm pretty proud of that, that I actually got through it. But, but we had, there's 18 of us in a class and six of us graduated. That's nice. I was the worst one and God, it was the hardest thing. But you, I ever but did. you did it, but the worst one, but, but I did it. And it, yeah. And it really taught me like, Hey, if, if I put my mind to something, um, you never know what you can, what you can do. But it kind of opened a little thing in the back of my head. It's like, dude, if I really want to do country music, maybe I'll do that. Um, and it was, you know, it was always in the back of my mind because growing up on the farm, we got, we got a brand new tractor at one point. I started learning, it had a radio, so singing along to all the songs in 2007 or whatever it was, and that's kind of where it, you know, it got the seed got planted. But so fast forward down the line, I'm doing air traffic control. When I graduated there, they sent me up to Alaska. So <laughs> um, I was, I know I'm going fast, but basically, yeah, they sent me to Alaska. I was working in Juneau, and I was in about a year or maybe eight months, something like that, and I was just like. I don't like this. Like, I don't truly love it. I can't see myself being happy doing this for the rest of my life. And the whole time we were trying to land planes and I'd just be thinking about lyrics to a song I'm trying to write. And there's no community up there for songwriters. There's no, there's no thriving country music scene in Juneau, Alaska. So I, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to call DC and tell them I quit and I'm going to move to Nashville. And I didn't know anybody down here uh, not a single soul, but I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I got to do it when I'm young. So that was it. And it just, if, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll, I, I just, that's some, I guess the way my mom raised me is just like, you got to take, you got to take chances. You got to take that leap of faith. Respect. Sometimes, so. Respect. Yeah. So Respect. just dropped it all and moved down here. I sprayed bugs for a while when I got here. Uh, a lot of, a lot of I sprayed for a lot of songwriters actually, and Martina McBride and and people like that, just taking care of their spiders and whatnot. And yeah, man. Wow. So. That's it. That's that's nuts. So how long ago did you move to Nashville? 
I got here in late 2015. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. That's a, see, that's, I, I knew some of the, some of the, like the air traffic control thing, the Alaska thing. I knew that stuff. And I'll buy, I, I read the, I all read this and I was like, Oh my God. Well, first of all, you must really freaking love the cold. If you're willing to stay in Minnesota and go to Alaska. <laughs> you know, what's funny. Uh, I do really like the cold. I, I love to like hunt and fish and ice fish snowmobile anything that involves you know ice hockey anything like that i'm my my friends from georgia constantly make fun of me for being up there but i told them we're going to load everybody up one of these days and we're going to go ice fishing or whatever um but yeah i don't know and it's crazy because when i got sent to alaska it came down to technically i could have gone to hawaii so they said do you want to go to hawaii or juno alaska and i was like Man, Hawaii's cool, but it's not as cool as the mountains. Are you Alaska. freaking kidding me? You, you better be lying. Yeah, There's yeah. no way you turned down Hawaii no, for Alaska. Serious. <laughs> yeah, so my buddy, my buddy Kyle actually um, ended up taking the spot out in in uh, Honolulu, I think. Oh my but God. Um, and part of it was just like how far away it was. Like every time I want to see my family, I'm gonna have to get on a plane and come all the way back. And I didn't realize that Alaska was just as bad. It was so hard to get things oh. mailed to you there. You can't drive there. Like, oh my god! Is it, and isn't everything like imp- so? It's isn't everything like so expensive because it's just all imported, right? Yeah, everything's. I mean, I remember looking at a bag of avocados one time that was thirteen dollars. Holy shit! Oh my god! Ridiculous. A gallon of gas is like six bucks. Oh my um, god! You don't need a lot of gas because the. Uh, the island it's not really an island but it's it's locked in the mountains go up top and you're you're stuck between the ocean and there it's like nine miles from from one end to the other and that's it so basically wait isn't alaska too tell me if i'm wrong here isn't alaska too like isn't there some point in 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 the year in alaska where the sun doesn't actually go down yeah well the further north you go the worse it gets so if you're inside the arctic circle that's when it's really bad but um at juno it would probably in the in the winter time it would get dark at like maybe two in the afternoon or th- three wow. probably, and it would be dark till nine o'clock the next morning, ten o'clock wow. maybe it would start to come up, and then in the winter time or in the summertime it would be light till midnight like it would literally be bright till midnight. Oh my god, it sounds awful. How do you sleep? How do you sleep? Well, you have blackout curtains and. Uh, oh sure. yeah if you're tired you're tired but it's kind of cool because you can you can do weird things at night like you want to go out you know and have a bonfire on the beach at 11 o'clock at night it's the sun's barely going down and it's just like it's cool it does mess with your brain a little bit i was gonna say did it mess with you a little bit yeah yeah you get a little out of out of whack but Yeah. yeah that's crazy that's nuts. So let's go back to the goat thing really quick. I'm just genuinely curious. What was your, and you, we don't have to make this a long drawn out thing. I just really want to know. What was your thought process when you were sitting around with your brothers and you said, damn, I got the best idea. We're just going to freaking buy a shitload of goats. Like where, where's your thought process in the fact, like, do you just really love goats? So, like, no, yeah. we did. We, we had like cows before that and our neighbor had horses and we always had animals around, but um, it actually happened because my mom was like a health nut and she wanted one goat and she wanted to you know goat milk so good for you da, da, da. and so 
she's like, go down to this farm. She sent us down there with the truck and the checkbook. We're going to buy one goat. So we went to this farm down by Minneapolis and uh, they had like almost a thousand head of goats. Wow. And so we were like, we were just completely enamored by this place. Like, this is the coolest shit. It looked like they made a lot of money. And from the outside, it was like, this is really cool. We should do this. So we go back home with the one goat and we're like, mom, you will not believe what we're, we're going to do. And she was like, you know what, if you guys want to do it, because we live right next to a farm. And the guy was like, we were just like, hey, can we lease the farm from you since you're not using it? We'll build new barns and shit. We build a new shop and all this stuff. And uh, and we were just like, she's like, you know what, I'm not going to give you any money. But if you want to do it and you guys feel like you can do it, I'll be your champion. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. Y'all figure it out yourselves. Wow. And that was it. They got the neighbor, let us lease the whole property. And we just built it from there. We started out with like 50 goats and then we just went out from there. That is the craziest shit. Honestly, I think you're like arguably one of the most interesting men in the world. Goat (laughs) wanted to to own a goat farm. Lived in Alaska. Air air traffic control. Yeah. Like, and you play country. Like you you have, those are combinations that you would never just be like, yep. That, yeah, it's very, it's very just like, hey, think outside the box. Like, you, I, and I guess I, I want to credit my mom for that. Like, not just letting however you grew up hold you down to that's what you have to do. Just like, man, if you have a true passion, chase it. And I chased air traffic control and I hated it. Yeah. Big deal. Like, <laughs> all right, I don't even let's, know let's why get you... the next the next step of our life where we can really and now i've never been happier i'm having so much fun down here like i can't imagine doing anything but this but it it took a while to figure it out respect respect hey i say if uh if you have a dream go chase it right that's that's what i gotta say that's what i gotta say about that um i'm just gonna uh yell at you really quick just because i feel like i can i mean you know why not so you were on instagram live the other day and uh you were playing you're just playing i think i don't even know if you're playing songs i think you're just talking I think you were just talking about the new single, which we're going to talk about in a second. But yep. you, I, you said something, someone asked you where you were from and I was maybe in it for like five minutes, maybe, maybe five minutes. And someone said, uh, where are you from? You said, Minnesota. And then I said, go Vikings. That's what I said. Oh, and, I, no shit. I, and you responded to me. You did, but really? yeah. Hey, this is, this is, this is where I'm going to get to. You responded to me, but Damn. you kept calling me Corbin. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He knows who I am. There's no way. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm and sure, I'm you sure said it multiple times you. too. Damn. Yeah. Well, hey, you got me. I I got you. I, I apologize. You. I'm I'm guessing in my head I was calling you Kyle and I was saying Corbin. Well, you know, you know why you were saying it probably because my Instagram name is is K C O R Corbus Corbus K Corb C O R B one, and you probably saw the one and the Corb and said, "Oh, here you go." So it's there okay. You you know, I'm, I'm not offended. Hey, it's fine. Sometimes you're probably right. That's probably what happened. That's that's the thing when you go live, you just like winging it sometimes, and you're just like half the time you don't know who people are, and you're just like yelling it out. But I yeah. thought it was so funny, dude. I was cracking up. I was like, "This guy uh-huh. doesn't even know." I was like, "We literally talked like three, four days ago, and he doesn't even know who he's talking to." Like, this is Bro, that's too funny. <laughs> so I just had uh, to that's, just yell at you. That's honestly now. Hey, I can honestly. I'll just, you know, we I'll apologize now and then we'll never talk about it again, right? <laughs> hey, 
We'll we'll, uh, we'll throw it behind us. It's fine. Only, right. only good vibes from here. We're only pushing forward, right? Uh, yeah. I um. So let's oh, talk yeah, about uh some music now because I got some things I uh I'd, I'd like to talk to you about. So, um, a few years ago in 2018, you came out with um a couple of singles, and then that was followed by a self-titled EP, correct? Yes, sir. Um, so you came out, and there's you know you have uh, high on 17, uh, the Chevy could fly high on 17s. Um, I will say that that your newest single and high on 17 are my favorites. Um, Damn, completely, completely different that, songs. Man. Completely different songs. I know. But. You know, it's crazy. Like, for me, I'm just like so over like my old stuff, my first stuff. That was literally like the first song I ever wrote. I had no idea what I was doing. But I was just putting all my passion into it. And now I listen to it and I cringe. But at least, I mean, I know that there's people out there that still connect with it. So. I don't know why you cringe. That's, That's a great song. That's a song that 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 even me at 22 looks back and goes, man, he's right. Cause that one line where he says to find out if everything was everything we dreamed to find or everything we dreamed to find out we sure had it made. I think about it and I'm like, I'm 22, I'm doing this and I love it, but I just graduated college and, and, you know, I kind of wish I could, I was 17 and could go back to when nothing really mattered. And I was working. As yeah, well. dude. That's so, and that's like the year where everything comes together where you're like, all right, I still don't have any responsibilities really. Maybe I have a part-time job, but I got a truck and, you know, I, you know, my parents aren't always, you know, making me stay at home. I don't, I don't have a curfew. I got, it's that one year where things just kind of really come together. So you don't have to worry about what the rest of your life is going to be like. You, you have a job just to fill the tank and that's basically it. So, I mean, you're kind of just living so life. So I even like, I listen, I think, I, I mean, I listened to that song today cause you know, I was just trying to, um, you know, bring up some inspiration of what we're going to talk about. And I was like, man, yeah. he's really talking facts. I was like, I was, I was, the same shit happened to me. Well, I appreciate it. You're, you're making me feel like now I got to go write another song about being 17. <laughs> Take another stab at it. <laughs> I, um, so for you though, so I know you said that you, that, that you cringe a little bit when you, when you listen to that stuff, but for you, you know, you moved to Nashville and you put out this project and, you know, it's got to be nerve wracking because you don't know kind of what's going on. And, you know, we also live in the world of singles where, you know, if you don't, um, you know, if you don't have that name attached to you, it's kind of more beneficial to put out the singles because, you know, people can listen to you and say, oh, I like this person. Let's go listen to the rest of the stuff they have. But if you put out a full project, people don't typically, or I mean, I do, and I know a lot of people do, but not everyone listens to a project from top to bottom. So yeah. putting, putting out a full project is not always beneficial for someone, you know, who's trying to cut their teeth in songwriting and, in, you know, in artistry and things like that. So putting out that project for you, were you, were you nervous? Were you like super excited? Were you, were you, were you shitting bricks? Like what was going on? What were your thoughts in your head? Man, I was more than anything. I felt like uh, nobody, there's so many people in town that are great here in Nashville. And I just felt like, how am I going to get, heard i feel i feel like i had to put something out and i guess we could have gone with the single but i didn't feel like any of the songs were that strong on their own they weren't like hey let's single this it's so great we ended up kind of doing that like just slowly releasing them anyways but um i guess it was just like hey let's get an album together let's try to not spend too much on it but also you know, a lot of people in town are can't afford it. And, and so I was just like, you know what, 
I'm just, maybe this will just kind of give us a little bit of a leg up where people will kind of notice what we're doing. And um, I don't know, that was, that was it. Just kind of trying to bet it all on black, really. Just like, let's get this out there. And it kind of worked, uh, you know, the, it, it ended up, people ended up seeing it and through the grapevine, you know, we ended up being able to sign um, a publishing deal and whatnot. And, and I think that that was me just kind of betting on myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, so did you say, did you say that, um, or would you say that? Cause you, you know, uh, you know, you have a pretty good following when it comes to social media and things like that. Um, I mean, way more than I do. So, I mean, you know, you're doing pretty well and, you know, you have, you have a, uh, you know, you have a publishing deal. And, and so when you signed that deal, was that kind of your breath of fresh air of like, Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting somewhere, you know, I, this started and I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of, uh, when I first moved here, it was a lot of like, just anxiety of like mm-hmm. not knowing if anybody likes your stuff. Um, just, a, a lot of wondering like why I did it. And so when, when I, and, and all my buddies are all sitting around just watching the sun go by waiting on somebody for the phone to ring, somebody saying they want to give them a publishing deal. Literally like that's all we do all day long is we try to outdo each other and what we did, you know, our friends and what we did the day before. And it's kind of a friendly competition of like, right. let's, let's get the best song. And, uh, and so, yeah, the day that that was offered, uh, it was definitely like a, you know, just reassuring that we're, that we're doing the right thing and just, it, you're not fair. Like you gotta, you gotta work your tail off if you're gonna keep up with anybody in this town. So, um, but yeah, that was cool to, to have that, have that done and just kind of, you know, and even once it was signed, we kind of sat there and, and, worked on the songs that we had for a while before we put anything out. So it's definitely a process. Hey, it's a, it's, it's a, I I think that's something that people forget is like, um, you know, these are, you know, long drawn out processes and you can sit on a song for a year and a half before you ever even consider putting it out. So, um, no, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's always a process and that's kind of like whatever, t- when I, whatever you do, it's always going to, you know, take some time to kind of get it right. Cause you don't want to put out something that you don't, um, that you don't stand behind, right? Like you always, you know, you always want to put out your best foot forward and, yep. you know, that's, that's kind of how life goes. Right. So let's fast forward a little bit to 2020 here about two, what is it now? November 3rd, about two weeks ago or so you put out, um, her daddy don't like me right. Two weeks ago. I think it was about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Um, Major 90s vibes, just a nice yeah. upbeat, a nice upbeat tune. That's just, that it's just great. And it's, it's got a, it's got a great story to it. Cause I think it's kind of funny. And, um, <laughs> uh, basically just how about how this, just describe the song, but I'm, before you describe kind of where the song came from and, you know, why you decided to go with this as a single for everyone out there, let's say I'm going to read, um, the chorus. It's her daddy don't like me, but that's fine because her daddy because her daddy don't like me, but her mama does. So before you kind of get into it, all right. First of all, yes or no answer. Has that actually happened to you? Like, were you in a relationship where that happened? No. No. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay. So then I'm going to ask you another question now. So now, now that I know that answer, do you consider yourself like, let's say you have a girlfriend, right? Yeah. So let's say you, you were going to meet your girlfriend's parents for the first time, right? Yep. Do you consider yourself someone who's kind of easygoing and gets along with parents or like, do you think it's always like kind of a kind of a tense it's, 
Yeah. Um, I'm usually really laid back and I try to get along with everybody on the first, like I'm nervous going into something like that, obviously, but like I'm usually pretty easy to get along with. So going into, you know, when I met um, my girlfriend's parents, like it was, <laughs> it was kind of, I guess, just, you know, laid back at first. And we just kind of, you just do what you do. you kind of feel each other out and, and, it's hilarious because because my girlfriend's dad actually really like we get along really good when I go out to their their they have a farm in uh, Iowa and we get on the four wheelers and we go out and we drink beer and we you know you know just, you do all the good stuff you do all the, yeah like all it's, the stuff you there's do. no part of it there's no part of this story that's true to my life and uh but I mean at the same time like it could be true to a lot of people's lives though I'll, yeah, tell, I'll the, tell you this, that I dated a girl back in the day that I don't know if her dad was so fond of me, but her mom liked me. I mean, then yeah. again, that was a long time ago. So maybe it was just because, you know, we were young and I was stupid and whatever. But I will say that that when I go into a, uh, and this can be so wrong. And if, if, if my future wife is listening to this right now, maybe don't pay attention to this part, but I'll tell you this. I, um, when I go into like meeting someone's parents or like any adult, honestly, I think I act differently with, with, you know, the dad than I would with the mom. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty old school romantic kind of guy. And, you know, that's kind of how I put off with, with the mom. And then, you know, once I get comfortable with the dad, I start busting balls, just kind of like how I am. I feel like that's sure. as you said, right. I mean, in my yeah. opinion, that's how I think it should be. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of my kind of, kind of how I go into things. And now you could see how that kind of goes, goes along with, you know, maybe it's not working out for me because, you know, I'm, I'm as single as single can get, but who knows, who knows? Well, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like I think about the past relationships I've had and, and so far I've been lucky that I haven't had any knockout drag out fights, but uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like you think Carrie Underwood's ever burned a church down? Hell no. Like that's, that's every one of her songs, right? Like, so I just, I give myself an artist pass. I'm just like, you know what? I get to be creative. And I don't know. It's if it's relatable to somebody, I'm gonna sing about it. Like I don't have to, I don't have to live out every song for it to be, you know, on and that's my that's something that people forget is that there there are people, there are major some of the biggest artists in the business, right? They they pull cuts. Some of them don't write songs. A lot of them don't write songs and they pull cuts. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you know, it's anything like relating to them. I mean, yes, they could be like, I should have wrote this one, but then again, they could just be like, I like the song and I think I do well on it. So yeah. you never, I mean, it, you're never going to get the perfect world, but I think it's a great song. It's got a great beat. So like, uh, so, so you wrote, you wrote, you were, you were part writer on that, correct? Yeah. Different. I wrote it with, um, with Adam Wood, who's a really cool writer here in town. Uh, and Mark Irwin, who's also a big writer um and adam adam's got like a bunch of the the uh couple couple songs on the new lee bryce project cool um he wrote hey world and he's man i think people have kind of been sleeping on adam or he's finally coming into his own i, I don't know like adam. but like he's you basically throw out a hook with him and he goes to work and the way his brain works you're just like dang like it's just it's fun to watch. So yeah, I wrote it with those two guys. And, and originally when we were writing, it was like, I told him I wanted something upbeat. And I like that, that story song aspect of something that's upbeat and fun 
and a little just angsty and feisty. Um, and they were like, okay, we started talking ideas. And originally we were like something about how, you know, her dad doesn't like me, but, but it's all good because she likes me. And then at one point, Adam was joking around and he's like, but her mama does. And I was like, bro, like my whole, we all grew up, everybody that's my age. And it's probably going to be this for a while. Everybody watches The Office. All the, your mama jokes, like, come on. Yeah. That's we're we're the, we're the age group where we think it's funny. And maybe, maybe our parents don't think it's funny or they're a little more old school, but hey, if you're not going to laugh, like life's too short. You so. know, what's the craziest thing about the, your mama jokes, super random tangent, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I have, a, I have a sister, I, you know, I'm a twin. My brother's, my brother, obviously me, my brother 22 and uh, my younger sister's 15. And if I was to say like, like if I, I said a, I said a mama joke once and it was just like really dumb, but she was like, that was stupid. Like, I don't think they pick up on the, on the mama jokes anymore. I don't think they like them as much. And I was hey. like, when I was in, when I was 15, the mama jokes were the jokes to have. Yeah. Well, they're past the prime now, I guess. Yeah. They're not, they're not as, uh, they're not as cool as us. That's what I, that's what I'll say. Right. It's because they took the office down off of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I'll actually say? And you might, you might, you might kill me for this is I've never, I appreciate the office. I really do. I think it's a funny show. I think it's a good show. I've never seen it from be, from beginning to end. I've seen every like majority of the episodes, at least ninety percent, but I've never actually seen them in order. And I don't really think that necessarily matters. But you know, it's funny. I so I'm kind of in the same boat. I actually saw it when it was like airing, and it was a big deal. And I would like jump in and be like season two, and just jump in whatever in the middle of it. And then eventually, I was like, dang, this is really good. And so I went all the way back to the beginning when it was on Hulu. And I watched it up to like when, when Michael Scott left, I watched it for like a season. And then I was like, you know what? I just can't take it anymore. Like it's just, I got a little burned out on it. So, so what's your favorite episode? What's your favorite episode? Favorite episode. Um, probably when Dwight um, starts a fire in the building and, <laughs> and he starts torching the handles and, I don't know. There's so many good ones, but that one's really funny. I also I have, like when Kevin spills the chili. Oh, that's a good one too. I think my favorite, and I think I feel like everyone says this, so maybe maybe I need to like figure out a new favorite. But I think my favorite um, is the dinner party. I love the dinner party. I think it's freaking yeah. hilarious when they say when they passive aggressively say "babe," and I'm like, oh yeah. my god, it cracks me up. I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. Oh, the nutcase. It's great. Great show. Oh. Fantastic show. Um, okay, so that's that's. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like the whole the whole aspect of the song. And I think uh, I think a lot of people are going to jump on it because um, I feel like, honestly, especially in 2020, we kind of need a fun song. I think we definitely need a fun song. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those years where it's like, you know what? Let's just do something crazy. Except I will say, to, and, and I'm curious to hear this. I will say that I am a sucker for a sad song. I love sad songs. I love sad, slow songs. Do you, what do you prefer to write? Sad, slow songs or like kind of an upbeat party song? uh probably sad songs yeah yeah i, I want to know uh, why that is honestly a lot of people say that sad songs it's easier to write songs uh from an emotion standpoint so if you're really feeling something the the emotion it's like riding a wave it's like it's like literally like surfing mm -hmm. uh the whole right you're just like riding that wave of like oh my god that's great uh and 
I don't know. That's I think that's why party songs just uh, from a songwriter standpoint, they're fun, but they're shallow. And you got to you got to work extra hard to come up with witty things so that it doesn't come across as cheesy. Mm -hmm. um, and so the sad songs are just like, oh, do you I feel times the party songs are the reason why um are the reason why a lot of people kind of shy away from country music i feel like that's a, that's a, that's a big thing i i could be wrong but i i feel like uh, it's and i'm and i'm saying this from experience like i live in an area yes. where um a lot of people don't love country music and, and the classic line is when i say because i'm very passionate about this stuff you can probably tell by now you know i i live for this stuff this is just kind of my thing and i you know i'm pretty proud of it but I also will say every time I talk to someone, whether that be, you know, um, whether that be uh, someone I'm on a date with or just like a friend, whatever, I always say, what kind of music do you like? And if they say these words, I'm just like, it's always everything but country. Yeah. They're like, I hate country, but I like everything else. God, that just makes my skin like, oh, I hate to hear that. Uh, it's but, so bad. And you are right that their perception of country is pretty much the last five songs they heard on the radio and they probably didn't hear I drive your truck. They probably didn't. Hear, oh man. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the day that the day that um, they have a, a brother that goes to Iraq and doesn't come back and they end up driving the truck. Like, that's the day that you fall in love with country music is the day that you really need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I'll, it's okay. So then I might as well tell you this then might as well do this now. So um, I started listening to country music when I was a, when I was like a junior in high school, I was about, you know, 17 or so, right, maybe a little, maybe a year before that, maybe like 16. Um, went through a couple of hard times. I was, you know, going through some stuff and I was like, and I always, I was, I'm a big classic rock fan. I love Bruce. I love Bob Seger. I love guys like that. Right. The Eagles. So I was always like, those were my, you know, kind of gravitational. That's like kind of where I went, but I was like, I need something else. There's something else that I need here because the, the emotions that I'm trying to like get out, I, I'm not getting from this stuff. Yeah. So that's when I kind of pulled in and I was like, let me just try this because my friends were always like country sucks. I don't like it. And I agreed. I was always like, um, I was like, yeah, I agree because that's, you know, kind of what my friends are saying. And I was like, I never gave it a shot. So I might as well agree with them. Then I started kind of diving in. And, you know, the first person I really listened to was, was, was Rascal Flats. Um, I really like a lot of their old stuff. Um, yeah. It was kind of, it's kind of like deep down in there. And that was kind of, that was my first concert ever when I was 17. And, you know, that's just the first kind of way. That's the first thing I, I, I started listening to. And that's kind of whatever, when everything changed for me is about that point. Yeah. And then when everything changed again, songwriting wise is when I eventually started listening to Garth Brooks and Garth Brooks is one of my all time favorites. And once I started listening to Garth, I actually met Garth, talked to Garth for a while. And that kind of changed my whole perspective on music and on songwriting. Right. So there's that one moment where I said, huh, I'm doing it all wrong and I got to figure it out because there's all of this other music out there. And I know that, um, I mean, if you grew up listening to it, like I didn't, but if, but, you know, I kind of went backwards, right? So for someone who may grow up listening to 90s country and, you know, 80s country and, and you know, so on and so forth, I didn't do that, right? So now, you know, within right. the last four years or so, I'm getting to that now. And I'm kind of diving to that now. I mean, 
listen, for lack of a better term, I got music coming out of my ass. I am, I know so much music. I know when songs are coming out. I know when EPs are coming out. I know when albums are coming out. It's just like a rotating thing in my head. I do. It's, it's true. And I, a lot sure. of people find it annoying, but it's true. Um, and I will say that, that I will say that, that I, you know, I just got a lot that I know in, in my head and I didn't always, and I'm kind of glad that I did now. Cause I'm, I'm a geek. I'm a country music geek. That's what I am. Sure. Sure. Man. I, I feel like that's the thing is like when you're, uh, when you're like a teenager, you kind of a lot, you're going through like a lot of stuff, like in your love life and just growing up and, and becoming who you're going to be like you're forming your opinions and you're forming your taste and and like teenagers always want to if just the, the songs on tiktok are all just like sad songs about somebody that did them wrong or some you know missing somebody or, and and that's kind of like, that's a strong place to to cultivate your taste for music from and so it you know my taste in music hasn't really changed a lot from when i first started listening like obviously it it morphs slowly but it was so strong it hit me so strong when i was 15 that i pretty much like i'm not, i can't just switch now and do alt rock music i just can't bro like i don't know anything else and so that's but that's that's pretty cool though that you're that you're getting into the 90s stuff now i, I love like it's been within the last like two or three years i've i mean I, I i love it but i always find yeah. like new songs every day like i've been on a really big andy griggs kick recently um nice uh i don't know i just every day and obviously I, you know there, there's a couple songs i know you know throughout the broad there's a couple of songs that i know but then i like start getting into records that's basically what i mean like there's a bunch of like like i've always known like be stale or like she's more but now i'm diving in more when it comes to, like andy griggs or i don't know garth garth i mean I saw Garth in 2017, and after that, I kind of, I kind of just became a Garth geek. So I, I'm, I'm really into Garth dude, now too. If you see Garth live, which side note, I've never seen him live. Dude, you got to do it. I'm telling you, it's the show. It's the greatest show I've ever been to. I've seen like snippets of him where he has the circle stage in the middle of a stadium, not an arena, like a freaking stadium. And coming from a huge Kenny Chesney fan, like Garth does it better than Kenny. And it's the type of thing that, like, bro, I got to see that. Wow. Like, I'm going to kick myself if I never see Garth Brooks live. That is a crazy show. There's no way you can see him live and not just be enamored. And, like, you know what? That was the craziest show I've ever seen. It's the most unreal thing, bro. And I'm now a fan. Like, yeah, I'm going into it. I'm already a fan of his songs are so good. And I think he's got some some uh gift where he's just like he can draw you in like hardly anybody else in the world can i gotta send you some of these videos honestly i i, I you know a part of me wants you to see them because i think it'd be cool and i think you'd be like whoa but then at the same time i think i'd get you pissed off so maybe i won't send them to you but no I'll um, send them. i, I want to see him what are he's they? he's uh he, he did some cool things this show there was there was some pretty awesome things he has this thing like you said the circle stage so if, if people don't know what we're talking about basically garth has this entire stage where he he like hits all parts of it and the, and the reason being is so that he can kind of and this is how you know he's you know he's a performer overall is that he wants to hit every part of the building whether he be in a stadium or an arena um but he's got the extenders that come out on the sides of the stage. And where I was 
in the building. I was in the front row, but on the side. And I was probably like 10 feet, 10, 10, 20 feet from that extender. So he pops, I had my camera at the perfect time. Derek, the perfect time. Couldn't get any perfect, any more perfect. I take my camera out. I'm filming this video. He walks, it was, um, it was, um, it was during Colin Baton Rouge. So he, he walks out to that, to that extender and my camera's up and he points directly at my camera and then like comes up like this and like starts waving his hat. And I was like, I look at my mom and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> now it's like my most, it's, it's the greatest video. I have it. It's, it's awesome. Um, but it was just a great show. It was just a lot of fun. It was awesome. I saw, I saw him, uh, they were doing the CMT awards the other day and they had a little video and they're like, we're going to play a little montage of Garth. Um, and he, and he basically, so the first clip was him playing. I want to say friends in low places in a little bar. There's nobody there. It was real small. It was just noisy. And he's like, I got friends in low places. And then it just cuts and it goes to him in a stadium. And he takes a guitar by the neck and then another guy with a guitar in the neck. And they hit the two guitars and shit goes everywhere. And it was just like, I've never seen anything. Like it made me. The the earpiece microphone. It's just, it's all just unbelievable he said when i saw him he said um the lights were kind of low and he said you know i'm gonna be honest with you guys this guitar is never plugged in because he runs around right so like it's kind of hard to keep it all like you know up at a good level so he's like this guitar is not ever plugged in they let me plug it in for one song and then he plays the do 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 and i was like oh my god this is nuts and he played friends in other places like standing where he was but i was like man that's nuts nuts but it's funny because you said you're a big Kenny Chesney fan, and uh, I want I was going to see Chesney this summer because he was in so I went to school in Connecticut, so I have a lot of friends. Yeah, he's Massachusetts. big up there on the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, they love him. They love him in Massachusetts too. It's a, he's a big uh, he's got a big fan base in Mass. So yeah. um, my friends wanted to go see him in Gillette where the Pats play, and I was either going to that week he, one week he was playing in Gillette, and then the next weekend he was playing at MetLife. So either or, I was going to go to one of those shows. And I've never seen Chesney live, and I feel like it was one of those things I just had to do. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, you'll, you'll catch him next year, though. I'm sure he'll do. What's your uh, What's your favorite Chesney song? Oh man, I, I'd say it's a toss up between "There Goes My Life" and <laughs> "I Go Back." Hey, that's uh, I was I was going to say that "There Goes My Life" is is mine. Except, uh, no, I really like "Boys Will Fall" too. Uh, or anything but mine. I don't know. There's so many. There's so. There's many a lot. Of, there's a lot of yeah, like B side songs too that people forget about, but. Yeah, those are job. I literally like growing up, we didn't we had one radio station and it was when I first started listening, he was entertainer of the year four years. So he was basically my Luke Combs when I was 15 to 20 or whatever. Um and so and yeah, and we didn't have we had one radio station and I had all his CDs and he just like he was he was the guy, man. Respect. Respect. I um I love Chesney, I, and I and uh, man, I think he's just a great performer. And uh, my, you know, I uh, I was gonna say this when uh, whenever I get the chance to get to Nashville, let's go see Garth. I think we have to. But I, yeah. uh, my aunt and uncle have seen Chesney a ton of times in in Bridgestone, and um, they love him. And every time they see him, I'm like, damn. I'm like, I wish. 
I wish Dude. he's just a, when he sings, uh, what do you do years ago? I watched on YouTube all the time. Oh, what is it? Hurt so good. Uh, Johnny, John, John Mellencamp's hurt so good. He does that yeah. with, uh, um, someone comes, who is he? Uh, I'm trying to remember who he duets that with. He does uh, it with, so um, good. Yes. Come on, babe. I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta I look it up. It's, um, it's, it's the same it. girl that sings, uh, and I'm here for the party. Gretchen Wilson. Gretchen Wilson. That's he does a live yeah. version with Gretchen Wilson. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that is. And it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Cause he's just running around. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, dude. I love, I love what I call it the roller coaster. And it seems like he's from what I've seen, he's the best. Um, I haven't seen Garth and he's probably better, but with the, the songs, they go up and they go down and they, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a crazy feeling. So. Are you a uh, are you a big B side fan? Because I am. I think some of the best songs come oh, off B sides. Yeah. I, I love when because they're they're different format. They're not always the same, you know, catchy chords. They'll be more, more just mysterious and longer intros and more, just ride the wave, man. Like it's it's cooler sometimes cooler lyrics that are harder to understand. And radio it doesn't translate into radio hits. But hey, you know uh, it was a B side song. I I think I'm pretty sure it's a B side song. Anyone that, that listens, if it wasn't, don't kill me. But I'm pretty sure Thunder Rolls was a B-side song. Thunder Rolls was, wasn't it? I all right, was? maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, I don't I don't know. I would just I would guess that they they had to single it at some point, but they singled the B-side song is what you're saying. They could have. I just Garth always talks. Garth always talks about how when they wrote that song, um, they loved it, but no one else did until one day it just blew up. Damn. I'm telling you, I've watched all these specials. He says that every time. He says that every time. And it's the most chilling song ever. All my friends that don't like country music, they love that one because I play it all yeah. the time. I'm telling you. Oh my God, it's nuts. You're just a music fan. I dig that. I think that's cool. I yeah. um uh years ago I saw our, our not years years ago, last year. I was supposed to see church in November in Connecticut. And I and I I've told the story before. I uh was talking to Blaine Rudd a few weeks back on uh an episode that came out a few uh few weeks ago everyone go listen to that one um but i was talking to him he's a big church fan <laughs> and uh i was telling him about how i was uh, i was dating a girl and church was playing and kind of get that weekend and i had plans to go see her see this girl and i did and i i passed up on church and it's uh it's a very big regret because he's for me he's one of those guys that i have to see like you said you got to see garth I, if i don't see church in my lifetime it's uh i'm very upset very no exciting. good. Yeah. Yeah. He's I nuts. love Eric Church. I love his oh, style. So many good things. So many good things. Yeah. I think it's cool. And do you think, do you think for yourself when, when, when you're writing um, and you know, we're going to start wrapping it up here, but when, when, when you're writing, do you think that you, that you try and pull from, from these guys you're influenced with? Like, is that, is that a big thing or do you try and, you know, do something completely new? Because like they say in music, like, or, or like they say, and you know, I mean, I'm just going to say country music because, you know, that's where I dive into. But you kind of always got to think about what's going to be the next big thing. But at the same time, you want to write for yourself. You shouldn't care about what yeah. like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a hard thing to, to wrap your head around because you want to know what the next big thing is. But you also want to write for yourself. Do you got right. I, yeah, I think that for me, what it is and I, God knows if I'm doing this right or not, I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. It's basically like you take what you grew up, what you're influenced in, what you truly love, which if I'm going to name that on my hand, like it's 
um, it's not even huge artists necessarily like Pat Green. Love Pat Green, love Kenny Chesney, love Eric Church. More in the modern world, I love Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen. Uh, if you kind of take pieces of what you love about those guys and you look at like what made Kenny Chesney, what his sound kind of became, he's a huge classic rock fan and Mel Mellencamp is a specific infusion in his music. So he was a huge Mellencamp fan and he found a way to mask that, still let the fans feel that in his music, but not copy Mellencamp. And so I think that for me, it's a fusion of, of a lot of stuff, bringing all of that together, what I love. Um, you know, I, I love Sam Hunt, but like he's not an influence in my music, right? right? Like I love the way he tells a story in like Break Up in a Small Town, right. but his style isn't really my style. So there's a fusion of like, bring your favorite, what influences you, and then somehow also try to fuse it with what's modern. Yep. And, and it doesn't always have to be modern, but, but some songs being modern really helps. And then you can do your throwback songs and you can do, you know, just kind of combine it all together. That's, that's. It all comes down to, to, the, with, to the whole subgenre idea, right? I mean, you know, you got Texas country, you got, you know, pop country, you got, uh, you know, outlaw country, whatever you want to say. I mean, there's the, it's all, it's all different. Um, I, I would even say this isn't technically a genre yet, but I think it could be like a pop punk country kind of thing. Like the Jordan Ragers. I mean, yeah, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Borders just put out that Elijah new song Borders. drunk. Yeah. I'm really good buddies with him. Pop punk vibes. So I call like, it punk tree. Hey, that's pretty good. And punk I love that tree. stuff. Cause maybe that's what I grew up listening to. So that's why I love that stuff. But I don't know. I think you're right. I think what you're saying is what you're saying is pretty spot on. And um, yeah, I love how Elijah. I'm I'm not really friends with uh, Rager, but um, Tucker Bethard's kind of doing the same thing. They could almost start their own like pop punk, you know, country tour cool. and have all That's these cool. guys on. But I, I love what Elijah's doing. Like, there's a huge fan base that loves that grew up listening to punk in that whole scene and mm -hmm. but now they're a little bit older and they love country or yeah. or that you know maybe it's just not cool there's nobody playing punk you know in your in your hometown or whatever yeah. like whatever so you just fuse them together and infuse like i love the energy and and the just the beats per minute yeah. make a song like so much more energetic so i think it's dope what a lot she's doing super cool if uh, yeah. if you all are listening, go go check out uh, go check out Drunk. That's a sick song. It's fun. It's a fun song. I um yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about TikTok really quick, really fast because uh, we're coming up on the on the time limit that I like to uh, stop it at. But yeah, so Derek's got some some pretty decent following on TikTok. Not gonna toot my own horn here, but Derek follows me on TikTok. You know, yeah, just saying. <laughs> just saying. I post hey. some stupid stuff, but I think TikTok is the at, at, at the because I what I use TikTok for is you know I, I use TikTok to make country music comp, content just because if the right person sees it that could change something right and I think that's yeah. kind of what you have going on as well um, yeah. and I think it's kind yeah. of one of those apps that could change a life right oh definitely yeah definitely I, I basically jumped on there like hey most of the people that are killing it on TikTok are like 10 years younger than me facts me too so you know what I'm saying like I feel a little out of place, but, but at the same time, like if I'm having fun, we're all having fun. Like it's a tool. It seems like the fans there are uh, so devoted and, and I can't thank them enough for 
probably the majority of the streams I have so far on my new my newest song has been because of that. So, man, I, I hey, guess. it's it's showing to work though. I mean, Jaden Hamilton, kid blew up. Yeah. He blew up, and he just signed. Yep. Blew up. Bryce, Bryce Malden, he did pretty well too. So, Bryce is literally standing right outside that door. I, I bet he is. I'm I, sure uh, he's listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he is. But I mean, what? I broke up with you just what? Didn't it hit like 6 million plays streams or something like that? Something nuts. It was a nuts. Yeah, it's, I, I forget what it is. but It, it was like it, yesterday was the year or something like that. And it was a nuts yeah. number. So TikTok's going to change everything. So um, I kind of think it's a cool app. For, for, for a person who hated the app at first, I think it's a cool app now. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It lets kind of your creative side out and you can think outside the box and just like, hey, what, what can we do that's just crazy? And Let sometimes it run, right? the, weirder, the weirder you are on it, the better stuff goes. So. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that pops up my For You page is nuts. So, you know, might as well yeah. be right now have fun with it. At the end I do the really like how like they they kind of almost like tailor it to you yes. they're like they put it in a trial period where they're like trying to figure you out and they're like oh this dude's crazy yeah um so and then they'll send you some crazy videos and you're like i guess i'm you know on that side of tiktok now where you just get like i don't know weird stuff somehow they figured out that at some point that that i like country music tiktoks and so That's now right. it's nothing but morgan wallen tiktoks you know you're right I and I guarantee without you even noticing, you saw my Morgan Wallen TikTok on there. I got a couple of them. I got a yeah. couple. Of them. You definitely exactly. did without even realizing. I guarantee it. I uh, that man's kind of the reason why I got a mullet at three AM after seeing him in concert. But that's a whole other story for a whole other day, right? <laughs> well, well he's Derek, a force to be reckoned with, man. Yeah, I know, right? He's uh, he's he's crazy. He's crazy in the best way, but he's crazy. Yeah. Um, Derek, man, thanks for coming and hanging out with me. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate you time. having me on. This was fun. Of course. Of course, man. But so, uh, yeah, definitely hit me up when you come down. Let's, let's do it. Let's do, let's do it. Let's have a party. It'll be a fun time. It'll be a fun time. Oh, well, man. everybody, this is another episode of Remember Country Music. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Change the time there. So I'm going to update everyone now. New episodes come out every Friday at 11 a.m. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. Derek, shout out your uh, Instagram, your TikTok. So if you want to shout out your server, can go follow you over there. Yeah, it's just uh, on, on Facebook, it's Derek Austin Country. And on Instagram, it's Derek Austin Music. I don't have a Twitter. Uh, I'm going to not Stay have a Twitter, Twitter until they make me get one. Stay so. off Twitter. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's also Derek Austin Music. Awesome, man. Thank you, everybody. This is another episode of Remember Country Music, and uh, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.